Welcome to the show. Luis, how you doing, man? Doing pretty good, Manny. How are you doing? Considering. Uh, you know. Yeah. You yeah. Know. Now that we're on the same page, same boat. I don't know both how this teams, happened, man. Both our teams in the shitter. I'll tell you how it happened, man. You want to? You want me to tell you how it happened? Go ahead. Wipe that. Those... Wipe that. Wipe that shit. Shit eating smile off your face. I'm sorry, man. For those of you who listened to the show for quite some time, uh, please go back to our preseason predictions, where uh, a friend of mine who sits across from me in this podcast booth here. You know, A.L. Cy Young, Garrett Cole, most improved comeback player of the year, Giancarlo Stan, MVP, Aaron Judge, Silver Slugger, Hank Aaron Award winner, <laughs> DJ LeMayhew, uh, Roberto Clemente Award, Miguel Andujar. I mean, you were just going off, man. Best record in baseball, number one seed. I mean, dude, but the good thing is, is that I'm here for you, man. I, I, I quit on the season weeks ago. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Seriously, though, this, so we can't even use injuries as an excuse anymore. Like, I, I get it. Judge is out. Stanton is out. Paxton is out. But for the most part, most of your team is still there. Glaber's playing. Gary's playing. DJ LeMahieu's playing. Well, Glaber um, just came back. So Yeah, but he, it's not David, like he missed that much time. He was supposed to – I thought he was going to miss most of the season. He came back pretty quick. What I mean is that uh, – the Yankees have been in the skid for how long now? Like, uh, was it's been like the last 17 games or so that they've been At least. struggling? So, I wouldn't say Glaber's been back for that entire uh stretch. And even um, so, Glaber, Glaber has been around for a lot of it, he, he's been around for most of the games. And Glaber's hitting, he has just one home runs, one home run and six RBIs this season so far and that's not including oh, for this game i'm not sure what's happening for the season yeah for the season yeah no glaber hasn't done anything He's uh, 233 a, with a 660 ops yeah how could you win how could you win like that gary sanchez 48 k's and 110 plate appearances not including tonight 130 average again not including tonight's games 587 ops brett gardner 170 average 603 ops you have chad green in the last seven games 6.1 innings pitched Eight earned runs, four home runs given up. He has an 11.37 ERA. Araldis Chapman came back from COVID. Sucks. Aravino this season. Sucks. I mean, at some point, you gotta, you have to wonder. If, if Judge was, was around and Stan was around, yes, the team would be slightly better, but how much better? Because I'm going to tell you what the problem is, CT. I, I, I took some notes here. The problem is the offense is anemic. But thankfully, your starting pitching is doing enough to keep you in the game. Like right now, Jay Happ just went six innings and allowed two runs. The problem is the bullpen. The, bull, the bullpen in those first, uh, first set of games up to 8-17, when the Yankees were 16-6 and six and had the best record in baseball, the bullpen had nine saves and only one blown save. Since then, they're 5-14, and 14, not including tonight. Their bullpen has a 4.63 ERA, and they've only saved three games and blown eight of them. So, say they they save those eight games, you go from having a 21 and 20 record to a 29 and 12 record, and you're first in the AL again, best record in the American League. That's the problem right there. 
And that used to be our strength was, was our bullpen. And now Britain is back, so you can't use that as an example. Canely's gone, but that's just one arm. What the fuck? This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know, in yesterday, like, you drop, I think, what, you dropped two games to the Orioles in that series? Lost three out of four to the Orioles. Three out of four after winning 19 seen, straight. Yeah, you haven't seen that in a while from the <laughs> Yankees. But going back, going back to la- last night's game, the offense did its part. I think you guys had – uh you guys were up like four nothing it was like six up six runs of anything the blue jays came all the way back and scored 10 runs in an inning so the bullpen was was at fault for last night's game but i was watching the game before and tajon walker walked like five batters in five innings loaded the bases twice uh second and third in one inning and the yankees didn't do anything with it they didn't they didn't score any runs on Tejon Walker, who was all over the place today. Mm-hmm. And you would think that a guy like Luke Voigt, who's actually hitting really good, DJ LeMay, who came up with the bases loaded, I, I, I'm pretty sure he did, Clint Frazier, Miguel Andujar, Mike Talkman, who everybody was on his jock at the beginning of the season. If you and, guys can take that back. Talkman's, Talkman's getting on base, but he's not hitting home runs. He has more steals than he does home runs. And Aaron yeah. Hicks also hitting close to the Mendoza line, but at least he's getting on base. He has like a 370 on base percentage. But Speaking of Hicks, getting thrown out in third base, you stole second already. Why are you getting greedy? Why are you trying to take third too? Fucking just, you're in scoring position. They're pressing now. This, this team is pressing, and, and they can feel it. And they have the Orioles, you know, Breathing right down there. their neck. Yep. They're, they're, whooping, they're whooping the Mets. They're whooping the Mets as we speak, and they're only a game and a half well, back for the eighth seed. The, so, Detroit, the Detroit Tigers are right there. The Seattle Mariners won, I think, six straight. I don't know how they're doing tonight or if they've played yet. Um, so, yeah, if the Orioles win tonight and the Yankees lose, they are – the Yankees are only ahead of the Orioles by half a game. So I, I know that a week, two, a week or two ago, I pretty much guaranteed the Yankees are going to make the postseason. I didn't expect them to be this bad. I Like – I didn't think there was a chance that they were this bad. At this point now, I believe that they don't, they don't deserve to make the postseason. I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't make the postseason. In fact, I think they deserve to not make the postseason. This is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, you know, this, I this is, I've, so in my, I'm sorry, man. I'm so fucking pissed. Like, in my, in, my, in my lifetime, I've seen bad Yankees baseball. But in my, like, you know, as a person who grew up and my first game was in 1993, since then, I haven't seen a bad Yankee season, essentially. This is the worst I've seen this team play. And it's, it's embarrassing. It, I'm, I'm embarrassed for this team. Yeah, you know, I was going to make a, you know, I was going to make a comment that the Yankees don't deserve to be in the position they're in because let's be honest, man. Can any of the teams that are hanging around in the eighth seed or right below that, like the ninth seed, 10th seed or whatever, can any of those teams, and there's a fly in my room. I don't know if you can tell. I saw I it a couple times. Man. Whack the shit out of it, but. There he is. Going to just fight super hard to ignore it. It's right there. Like, can we, can we really think that any of those teams, like the Orioles or the Mariners, or any, you know, any of those teams are going to sustain it for the next two weeks to really uh, keep that A seed? No, I, don't, I don't think so. I think the Yankees are still going to make it to the playoffs. And in typical Yankee fashion, Aaron Judge will be healed, and he'll be <laughs> back, and Giancarlo Stan will be back, and Garrett Cole will be Garrett Cole of last year. And they'll they'll sweep their way through to the World Series, like in typical Yankee fashion. So in fashion, but in that sense, no, I don't think the Yankees deserve to be in the in the playoffs. No, they don't. They don't deserve that shit because this is the same lineup that 
uh, shattered the home run record right before the Twins shattered the home run record, I believe, last year. And you had all these guys stepping up, next man up mentality. So you're dealing with a similar thing. The only guys I could think of are uh, Stanton and, and, uh, and Judge out of the lineup. You still got a lot of good hitters in that lineup. You should be winning these games. But I also yeah. got to give it up to the Blue Jays, man. They, they have to win these games, and they're, they're stepping up. And, and the rest days. The rest days are, are fucking killing me at this point with the Yankees. Like, DJ LeMahieu didn't want to get be rested on Saturday. They rested him. Labor Torres comes back Saturday. He's rested on Sunday. He, they don't want him to play two days in a row. I don't fucking – I don't understand. It's He's a 60-game like season. Yeah. No, nobody should have an off – nobody should have an off day in a 60-game season. I'm sorry. I, it just doesn't make sense. And, and real quick, just some numbers on the Yankee, on the Yankee off, offense. They started the season, like I said – 16 and 6 record that's the best record in major league baseball um since then they've they've gone they've gone 5 and 14 and they're 21 and 20 total their record that 5 and 14 record uh that that stretch where they went 5 and 14 that's a 263 win uh win loss percentage the fourth worst in in baseball currently the run differentials plus 4 the worst of any playoff contending team in the American League when they were in first place with that 16 and 6 record they 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 were first in f war slugging woba and wrc plus currently they're 17th in f war 12th in wrc plus 13th in woba 15th in slugging this team is an embarrassment right now and and i think the run differential in that time i wrote a piece about this yesterday is minus 29 fourth worst in the entire league they don't deserve mm. it it's fucking it's crazy it's in, it doesn't make any sense. And like I said, two guys are out, Judge and Stan. That's it. And Paxton um, for the starting rotation. This team should not be this bad. Yeah, with Paxton's struggle, you don't even know what kind of position you'd be in. Um, I, do you think that the Yankees should have made a better effort to acquire some guys at the trade deadline considering that uh, your bullpen is struggling and your starting pitching pretty much is what it is at this point. Like that's the starting pitching you came into in the start of the season, unless you consider Severino, like the key asset to everything that was supposed to go right. I don't think so. I think Severino's kind of overrated. Um, <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> I, yeah, I got to call, I got to call it like it is, man. But do you, do, are you upset that they didn't go out and get somebody, anybody? No, because I, at the time I was happy that I felt like it was it was a sign that we were, we're going to stick with these guys with with Clint Frazier and Miguel Andujar. By the way, Miguel Andujar is heating up. I'm not even sure if he's playing tonight. Shit like that he is, pisses he is, me he, off. He, he, he hit a screaming line drive at the wall okay. today. Yeah. Um, so I'm OK with that. But I, I think that this offseason, even if we make the, the playoffs, un, unless we win the World Series and these guys fucking turn it all around this offseason, I think you have to send a message just like you did in 2017 when you fired Joe Girardi, even though he took you to a game seven of an ALCS. I think you have to trade somebody big and say like, nobody's indispensable here. Um, be it eating some of Giancarlo Stanton's contract and trading him to like the worst team in the league or some shit or Gary Sanchez or somebody has to go. I'm sorry, but I think that's yeah. where we need to go here. I think that's, that's, that's the that's the level that we're getting at. And I think that Brian Cashman needs to I'm an analytics guy. I get it. The numbers. I understand the numbers, the strategies. The rest days are fucking bullshit. And I'm sorry. There's games I've seen where guys are cruising and you're rip, you're taking them out of the game for for 
a bullpen arm like come on man like yeah you know i don't understand i gotta be honest with you man this is just me bridging gaps over here and just trying to talk shit doesn't it feel like aaron boone was hired just to answer questions and that it doesn't really matter who was the manager in terms of like how they would handle the bullpen or who would rest on what day and who gets to play this position who gets to do what because aaron boone has does a poor job of holding players accountable and that's something that joe joe girardi was good at you know like naming names and like holding players accountable so it feels like you know in 2017 was it game seven of the alcs Mm -hmm. that team was handed to aaron boone along with james paxton and and whatever acquisitions they made he won back-to-back seasons of 100 games or more but it's like now that the Yankees are struggling, it's, it's the same Aaron Boone. He's, he hasn't really changed the way his tone. Uh, I, I know he's frustrated, but I think fans want to see some blood in, you know, <laughs> in those, yeah, in those and- press conferences. And it almost, feels like, it almost seems like it's all being ran by analytics, and Aaron Boone was just the perfect candidate to say the right thing no matter what. No matter what, if, if Gary Sanchez – has a pass ball and decides to just roll on his stomach and, and kick dirt or something, you know, Aaron Boone isn't going to call him out in the game afterwards. Yeah. Post, and and I, I think that's, afterwards. I think that's why he was brought here because Girardi was the polar opposite. And I think they wanted someone who was player friendly, mm-hmm. um, which is usually what you do when you go from a, a manager who's strict, you go to a player friendly manager. When that stops working, you go to a tougher manager. Like the Houston Astros went from AJ Hinch to Dusty Baker. I know that Dusty Baker is player friendly, but he's old school. He's probably going to hold you more accountable than someone like AJ Hinch would. Um, but I, I think that you're making a great point. And another big point uh, to this is that I read news reports today that Brian Cashman held a team meeting. Yeah. Why is Brian Cashman holding the team meeting? Exactly. That's the, that's what made me think. It's like <laughs> shouldn't Aaron people, Boone hold a <laughs> hold the team bro, meeting? If I was the manager, I'd be holding guys by the neck, be like, "Yo, listen, like you're you're gonna you're gonna stop this. You're gonna stop this shit. If they put the shift on you, you're gonna lay a bunt a bunt down to the third base yeah. side or something like that's what you need be, right now. It shouldn't be Brian. It almost makes me think Brian Cashman is the brains behind everything we see. You know, in the game at game time, it makes me think like he's the one calling the shots. Because why yeah. is he the one giving that team meeting? You know, what is, what is that about? I don't understand. Um, so, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't get it. I, I think th- how many games are left in the season? What's the record right now? The Yankees are 21 and 20, so that's 41 games. There's 19 games left, including mm-hmm. the one being played tonight. You're two games behind the Blue Jays and the Orioles, the Tigers, and the Mariners are breathing down your neck. And um, you, face, you face the Blue Jays. Again, Eight I more think. times after tonight. Yeah. So you're going to have opportunities, but time is running out. And you better not take this shit for granted. Like, this isn't, this isn't given to you. You got to earn it. You want, the, you, want, you want to be World Series champions? You got you to gotta work for it. At the same time, we're still nine games ahead of the Boston Red Sox, man. How bad are you guys? <clears throat> I'm sorry. I got to throw in a little cheap shot in there. I need something to feel better about right now. We're horrible, but I mean, at this point, <laughs> what the what the hell, man? Like, look what we look what we started the season with. Look at us. Okay, 
Excuses. So, um, we could, yeah, we could bash the Red Sox if you want. I don't even watch the Red Sox games anymore. Barely. I just get, I catch like the glimpses that I get when like, you know, Mitch Moreland hits a home run or Devers hits a home run or Xander Bogarts and stuff to bat. Like when I get the little notification through my fantasy baseball, cause I have Xander Bogarts and I have like JD Martinez, I'll catch that part of the Red Sox games, but it sucks watching the Red Sox when we just have no pitching. It's like any lead that we have is never safe. Kind of like how the Yankees are going through right now. Mm -hmm. But let me just say this. I find it kind of interesting after last night's game, Adam Ottavino gives up the grand slam, blows the inning wide open for the Blue Jays. And it just didn't, it didn't feel like a Yankee answer when they asked him. It's like, how quickly can you uh, forget about what just happened and and keep moving? And and his answer was something like, you know what? My personality is kind of tough. It's not easy to get over these things. Like that just didn't even feel like a baseball answer. Right, like and I heard, and I heard that we're making excuses the pitchers that they couldn't see the catcher signs or some shit. Like I heard every, about that, but I didn't even bother to like. You so know. did for the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays. Then it's the same situation for the other team. Like, don't use that shit as an as an excuse. I don't want to hear that shit. Yeah. Like, just just take responsibility and forget about. Like at this point, you kind of have to have. Here, I'm going to throw the Red Sox in here for a good reason now. You kind of have to have the the mentality of the 04 Red Sox at this point. Play every game as if it's the last game of the season. That's it. One game at a time. Focus on tomorrow. I think it was Mariano Duncan for the Yankees in 96 said, we play today, we win today. That's it. That's it. That's all you got to do. Like I think that... I think that the fact that they got rid of a guy like Girardi who was more strict and on top of players holding them accountable... All this, all this stuff about like you got to start doing playing your part. The Brian Cashman meeting, players knowing that they're they hit this skid uh, and they're you know they're struggling. I don't know, man. It doesn't look good for guys like Gary Sanchez. We we think he might break out, and I wish I had some real wood to knock on. This is fake wood in front of me right here, but I said something similar. Penis, I thought man. that <laughs> you know, I, I, every time I feel like I call a player out or a team out, they just turn it around. But I'm going to say, man, Gary Sanchez is going to really test his mental stability and how he can handle these situations. Uh, let me throw this Let me throw this your way, Manny. Could it be that both the Red Sox and the Yankees, uh, a year after the Astros were caught in their scandal, they had to do away with their sign-stealing you know, scheme and that this is the result? You don't have guys like... Well, I mean, Luke Voigt is still hitting, but whoever else stepped it up, you know, Gio Urshela, all these guys that were hitting last year, could it just be that the Yankees and the Red Sox put away their schemes and are now playing like this is the real product of, of what we're seeing? I don't think so. I mean, I, I, all right, hey, hey, take it easy, take it easy. All right, sorry, man. I think that, to be honest, like DJ LeMahieu was was hitting out of this world to start the season. He was the only hitter at 400 there's going to be a correction at some point i think he's going through that correction right now yeah you have Gior Shella was having a great season i could never say that guy's name and now he's hurt of course you have stan and judge around i'm not trying to make excuses gary sanchez i can't even explain maybe the gary sanchez of two years ago when he hit like 197 or some shit maybe that's the real gary sanchez and i know that people will throw out stats that he's still like in the top five catchers and some hitting statistics and shit what I'm seeing right now is not not it's not it's not major league caliber. And, and in my opinion, I think he's just trying to smack the shit out of everything. 
And it's like, just make some contact here. At this point, just try to fucking put the bat on the ball and that's it. Like, that's all you need to focus on at this point. Um, Glaber Torres, I, I don't even know. I don't even, one home run, six RBIs after the season you had last year, you know, after playing yeah. 10 games in Baltimore this year and you can't, you couldn't smack home runs in that stadium this year. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Um, maybe we're just not as good as I thought we were. You know what I mean? I'm going to start crying now, man. Maybe we're yeah. just not that good. I don't know. I and and Garrett Cole, people are shitting on Garrett Cole. He hasn't been that bad. And and he kind of, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on starting, starting pitching right now because of what I said before, eight blown saves since they were in first place with the best record in baseball. Um, and I think Garrett Cole's trying to do too much. He's giving up a lot of home runs. He gave up a lot of home runs last year too, though. And he was, he should have been Cy Young in my opinion. And I, I wrote a piece about Garrett Cole through his first eight starts last last season compared to this season. This season's numbers are better than last season's. So you're getting exactly what you paid for here. Your yeah. offense isn't scoring runs and your bullpen isn't closing the door. And those are, those are supposed to be your team's two biggest strengths. And Yeah, and, I don't think... And I they're don't not think, right now. I don't think Garrett, Garrett Cole is a problem, man. I really think the lineup has been horrible and like compared to what I what we think they should have been. Right. And I said so today's game proves it, man. I'm telling you, Tajon Walker was all over the place, man. You cannot you can't you you just I you have no excuse when you have that many opportunities. I want to see the stat at the end of the game of runners left on base in scoring position. Runners in yeah. scoring position left on. Because in the five innings that I saw, had to be at least seven. Seven runners. Crazy. Every inning. Every inning. He, he uh, gave up five walks and I think two hits. So seven, seven runners on base and you couldn't score a run. Whatever. I'm done. Let it out, I'm man. The Yankees. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. All right. Let's move on to the next topic. Let's talk about the playoff picture. Um, if you if you guys haven't done so already, you go to our website wttspod.com. Um, we are updating the current postseason picture across the league uh, on a daily basis. So go check that out right now. We're gonna talk about it real quick. So currently, as it stands, not including what's going on tonight in the American League, you have the Tampa Bay Rays as the one seed, the Cleveland Indians as the two seed, the and that's I think I think they're tied with the White Sox, but the Cleveland Indians have a better run differential by one run. The third seed is the Oakland A's, four is the Sox, the White Sox, five is the Blue Jays, six is the Astros, who lost and are 21 and 21 now. So they're probably gonna drop off. I'm not sure. Um, the seventh seed is the Twins, and the eighth seed are the New York Yankees. Any surprises in there? Well, that the Yankees are the eighth seed. Um the White Sox being fourth is pretty. It's pretty nice. I wasn't expecting them to be so high. Technically tied with the Indians. They they had sole possession of first place yesterday. They had the the three seed all to themselves or the yeah, two seed that, rather. That's pretty nice to see right there. Uh, and I got to give it up to the Astros, man. I mean, but they're beating the teams they should be beating, and they're still so so against the the better teams. But the Astros in there, man. A Rod picked them as the dark horse to to win the World Series, and they're hanging in there. They might drop off though. They lost again. They're twenty-one and twenty-one. If the Baltimore Orioles, you said they're going to win, right? They're, they're beating definitely. The Mets. With, I mean, it's anything's possible with the with the Orioles, but they are whooping the Mets' ass right now. Yeah. So then they would be a half game over Baltimore. 
for the it would well the Yankees too actually if the Yankees yeah. lose tonight they'll be tied so they're going to be tied with the Astros for the eight seed and then the Orioles so, would be a half a game behind both of them I gotta say the Rays man they lost last night Max Scherzer pitched Max Scherzer pitched the great game uh and they're losing again to the Nationals man the Nationals have not been good this year I'm so, surprised that's crazy man but that's baseball that is baseball so one thing that I don't like about the way the, the playoff picture is determined is how they're picking the top two teams in each division and then the two best third uh, third place record. I, I don't like that because you have teams like the Minnesota Twins who are way better than the Houston Astros, the Yankees, and the Toronto Blue Jays this season. They're all the way down in the seventh seed when they should be probably the five seed. And this is... This is more apparent in the National League where the Padres have a 605 win loss percentage and they're the four seed, whereas the Braves and the Cubs have worse records than they, than they do. I think they should have done like the NBA and just take the top eight teams based on record instead of going division, division, division. But I feel you know like what I'm saying, yeah, no, I agree with you, especially in such a crazy year that we're having. But I feel like it's it, that's the issue every year. I mean, I feel like we run into a similar situation every year when when uh when the yankees the year that the red sox won the world series the yankees won 100 and how many games was it like 100 and yeah one 102 games and they were the wild card team so you know someone's is always going to be a situation i think every year we're going to have situations like this yeah there was a situation but in a year where teams are playing each other more often than not yeah i i I see what you're saying see what you're saying like, for example, this was this is the most updated one. The one from the day before, I think, is the one where I saw the discrepancy. Like, it was like in, it was insane. Um, oh, I updated daily, so I can't see it. But anyway, there was a situation where there was a team that was sub 500 and they were ranked higher than a team that was over 500 in the National League. Like, are the Marlins? That's the type of shit that's that's yeah, that's going to happen. You know what I mean? Um, all what right. National of- League. What's up? What kind of surprises are you seeing for the, the American AL? League? Did the, you expect the, the Blue so Jays bad? to be <laughs> the Angels? No, I, well, I was talking about the playoff picture, but yeah, you're right. Um, the, the Angels are so bad. The, the Mariners are better than they are. Again, I don't know what the Mariners score currently is, but they've won six straight, and they're they're right there with the Yankees and the Baltimore Orioles and the Houston Astros now. Um, but uh, the biggest surprise for me is that the the White Sox, that they're – they were the kings of the central and that the Minnesota twins are third. Third. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. That the blue Jays are, I didn't think the blue Jays were going to be this good this year. I thought they would be better, but not this good. Yeah. I mean, they, they should be better. They were horrible last year, but again, like for them to be but fifth. And the twins are dealing with a lot of injuries too. I think they've lost a lot of, a lot of people. So I, I get it, but they're, they're, they're picking shit up now. And the last time they've won seven, seven and three in their last 10 games. So, um, that's your American league. Let's look at the national league real quick. One seed is the Dodgers, probably the best team in fucking baseball history at this point. Yeah. Um, two seed, you have the Braves, three seed Cubs, Four Padres, five Phillies, six Cards, seven Miami, and eight Colorado Rockies. And the San Francisco Giants are right there. The San Francisco Giants had position, possession of the eight seed yesterday. They keep going back and forth. Like, every day it switches that eight seed. Got to be honest with you, man. Between the – obviously the Marlins 
but I don't think the Marlins have played enough games as the other teams. I don't know if they've made up those games yet, but I don't think the Marlins are going to hang in there any much longer. I think the Giants are the biggest surprise here because yeah. I could have sworn they were tanking the season. Me too. Um, this guy, Yastrzemski, what the fuck? And I got to say that also, I'm surprised that the Rockies are hanging in there as well, too. Like, they're, they're not in the rankings right now, I don't think. But the fact that they were the AC, like, not too long ago they're is the surprising. AC now, currently. Oh, they are. I'm sorry. Um, let me see if it changed. No, they're, they're still the AC. Wow. Yeah. Then that, and, then and that, they, them and the Giants are the two biggest shockers to me. I in, agree. In the National League, and the Brewers, the Brewers have been going in and out of that eight seed. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of teams are in it. The Mets are just two games behind the Colorado Rockies, so the Mets could make a make an appearance at some point. The Cincinnati Reds, who who I had taking the Central, are in fourth place, but they're only two games behind again the Rockies. So there's a lot of teams in it. The only teams that are mathematically every team is mathematically in it, but teams that have a less than like 3% of getting in are the nationals, the pirates and the Arizona diamondbacks. Everybody else has a 25% or higher chance of, of making to the postseason. So the national league is, is on fire right now. And the Braves just lost Max fried. Oh man. Max Fried, Max fried having a phenomenal season. So that could have quite the impact. Shout out to the Phillies. Yeah. Um they've been ripping it seven of the last seven games won in their last 10. Shout out to Bryce Harper, my MVP candidate for the 2020 season. Uh I don't know what else to say, Manny. Um the Max Fried news, shout out to Pitcher List because they they posted something a couple of days ago. I'm trying to find it. But they noticed that a pattern in Max Fried's velocity over throughout his starts and it's gone down dramatically. And then today you find out that he goes on the IL. So mm-hmm. and, and knowing that, it's impressive how he was pitching because he, he was a Cy Young candidate in the National League for sure. I think he was yeah. your Cy Young. And then you you fucked up his, his season. Good job. In the National League? No, I don't think it was. But uh, that's why we have the replay button on YouTube. Okay. Go back and check. Um. So yeah. Also, that's the play- shout out yeah, to Max Scherzer for still being an elite pitcher, man. Like this guy is made of rubber. I guess I don't know. He's made of something uh, from an another world. I say the Yankees trade away. Let me get Gary Sanchez for Max Scherzer. <clears throat> Should have gotten rid of Gary Sanchez a long time ago. I'll take on Scherzer's. Thirty-four million dollars next year, and give them Gary Sanchez's whatever. 10 he's million, worth it, whatever man. He's, he's worth it. He's worth oh, it. You're joking, but he's worth it. One season. Let's talk about in honor of Roberto Clemente, our Babe Ruth, um, our Jackie Robinson, so to speak. Although I don't think he was the first Latino um, ball player in the league. I'm pretty sure there were some others. Some okay. of us are. Some of us are of, of the fair complexion and we can get away with, with shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, probably not a good way to start this video. But anyway, <laughs> we felt like, oh, so, so Major League Baseball is giving baseball players permission, mainly Puerto Rican players, to wear number 21 in honor of, of uh, Roberto Clemente. The Pittsburgh Pirates, the entire team is gonna, are going to wear uh, number 21 for Roberto Clemente Day tomorrow, 9-9 today. You're watching this. Um, so we figured let's rank our top 10 players of Puerto Rican descent 
And but there's a little catch to this. We weren't around during Clemente's time or during Cepeda's time or Jose Cruz or a lot of these other legendary Puerto Rican players. So we're going to exempt them, exempt them from this list. But know that we know that you guys are great. Um, we're going to rank the players that we saw play in our lifetimes. Yeah. Um, anything you want to say about Roberto Clemente Day? Uh, I just want to say that if he was included in this list, he'd be the clear-cut number one yeah. for Puerto Rican-born players. He's by far the fir- in first place in war. He's the only Puerto Rican player with 3,000 hits. Um, I think statistically, he's a better player than the guy I have ranked at number one mm. besides home runs. Just a little foreshadowing there. But uh, the guy was a beast. Um and I just love watching his videos. Like my like, he's one of the guys that I always go back to watch the videos because he was always hustling, playing his heart out. So, really grateful for uh, guys like Roberto Clemente. I just want to mention real quick. I don't know if you have any, but I don't have any pitchers on my list. So, I have. I kind of had a pitcher, but looking at my list, he's. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna include him. Because he wasn't, he, there's only one guy, Puerto Rican born guy, that would be on the list in terms of longevity. I think we're thinking of the same guy. You want to just Javi but Vasquez. He was, Javi, Javier Vasquez, but he was yeah. never, he was never, maybe one season in his career, he pitched like an all star, but, and we can fact check that. Did he ever even go to an all star? Was he ever even nominated for one? I don't know. But to me, he, he's just, he would have. He was on this list because of longevity and because he's probably the the pitcher with the highest WAR for Puerto Rican born players. Mm-hmm. So but that Javi, doesn't say much. Like Javi was an average pitcher. He had a four two two ERA. He was mainly a National League pitcher, though he did spend five seasons in the AL. I remember him as a Yankee. That was the the one season he made the All Star game. Go ahead, say your comments or whatever about Yankee bias and all that shit. I don't know. No man, I wasn't gonna. Say I remember anything, him but... being decent and then kind of falling off. He ended up finishing the season with a fourteen and ten record. That was two thousand and four, actually, the year of the collapse. A four nine one ERA and a one point two eight one point two eight eight WHIP on Baseball Reference. So yeah, I kept him off my list too. There's just too many good hitters, and I couldn't. I just couldn't. I couldn't put him up there, man. Sorry. Yep. All right. No problem. All right. So real quick, before we get into our, our top 10, I just want to I wanna point out a couple of stats. One of them was what my friend Luis here said was that Clemente leads everybody in, in war. The second thing is, uh, by the way, the second place is Carlos Beltran, who has a 70.1 war, I think it was. Or, uh, 70.05. 70.05. Uh, the Puerto Rican home run leader is Carlos Delgado with 473. Underrated, should be in the Hall of Fame, by the way. Mm-hmm. Beltran is next with 433. Clemente leads all Puerto Rican hitters with 3,000 hits, which you said. He also leads with the highest batting average of 317. The next man is Robbie Alomar, who has a career 300. Alomar leads all Puerto Ricans with 474 stolen bases. Delgado leads with OPS. Uh, in OPS, he has a 929 career OPS. Juan Gonzalez is next with a 904 OPS. Juan Gonzalez, by the way, one of the most feared, um, one of the most feared hitters, and Yankee one of the ki- most Yankee killer. All right, enough already. And one hey, of you the got most... eight. <laughs> that's that's right. Puerto, that's Puerto Rico's David Ortiz right there, right? And one of the most imitatable batting stances. 
of all time. Just look it up. And him and him, him and Miguel Andujar have a really similar violent, violent heli- swing. Yeah, helicopter swing. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He held his bat all the way up here. I don't even know yeah. how he swung that shit. Anyway, um, I just wanted to point those things out. Let's go to our list. We'll go. We'll start with ten. You share yours. I'll share mine, and we'll talk about it a little bit. Hit us. All right. So, like I was saying before, I couldn't decide on number ten. I was going to give it to Javi Vasquez just because he's the one pitcher. He would be, he would have been the one pitcher on this list. And because of longevity, he's number one in war in terms of Puerto Rican born pitchers. Although that doesn't say much because there aren't too many, but um, I'm giving it to Javi Baez number 10. Wow. And that's what I'm saying, man. I really couldn't figure out who would be number 10. And I wanted to give it to Javi Baez because to me, He's he's like that household name of that new age baseball. Uh, and, and I think that says a lot because the league is saturated, super saturated with talent right now. And he stands out and he had an MVP caliber season last year or the year before. I don't remember, but he's upped his home run output. He's amazing at playing his position, plays multiple positions. Uh, I think he embodies Puerto Ricans. But then. Just because, not that I care about war, but you would be shocked to know Carlos Correa, Carlos Correa has a way better war than Javi Baez. So to that's, me, way that's, better. That's surprising. It is surprising, man. That's why I think that's that is bullshit. But then again, <laughs> Roberto, Roberto Clemente uh, by far has the highest war of any Puerto Rican born player. And if you rank those players by war, it kind of makes sense. Like the, the stat does show something, but I think it leaves a lot to be desired so to me number 10 i couldn't decide between javi Baez and carlos correa i didn't want to give it to carlos correa because you know how we feel about him on the show mm-hmm. so i gave it to javi Baez. i could i'm gonna I, when you get to number nine i'm gonna guess who your nine is based on that i think i know who it is but my number 10 is yadier molina mm-hmm. um he, so let's preface this with that i'm i'm a i'm slightly older than you are so I'm sure that there's one or two players on this list that I saw that you probably didn't see um, or that I remember rather that you didn't remember, but Yachty falls on that list at number 10 for me um, for a lot of reasons. First off, he comes from a, a family of catchers. You had Benji, Yadier, Jose Molina, and he's the best of all three. He's been playing for fucking 75 years. It seems like he's the leader of the St. Louis Cardinals um and yeah i just think he's he's to me he embodies puerto rico perfectly a proud dude lots of swagger um yadi molina is number 10 for me okay respect let me guess your number we nine had, real quick we have a way different list by the way just based off what you said but yeah this is gonna be this is gonna be funny <laughs> um your number nine is francisco lindor number nine i got francisco lindor I think when it's all said and done, he might be top five on the list of Puerto Rican-born players. Uh, Every year since he's been in the league, he's produced, can hit for power, and also another player that embodies Puerto Rico, sticks out, young young player in today's age. Uh, I think he's the face of the Indians. Future Yankee. Maybe. By the way, man, I should have said something about the Yankees, but I'm not going to say it here. I'll say it somewhere <laughs> else. Uh, 
his lowest finish in not including his his uh his rookie season, but he finished in fifteenth in MVP voting last year. That was his lowest in MVP voting every year since he's been in the league. Two gold gloves, two silver sluggers, uh, just good all around. Play shortstop, which I think is the hardest position in baseball. And yeah, man, I think he he's another one represents Puerto Rico the the right way. So he's number nine for me. Nice. For me, number nine is I'm gonna throw you way off, yeah, off course here, man. Ruben Sierra, ladies and gentlemen. Oh Do you remember Ruben Sierra? Of course, yeah. I was thinking about putting him on the list, but go ahead. Okay, Ruben Sierra played for a long ass time in baseball and was one of those just one of those kind of quiet players. Like you didn't hear so much about him, but he was an assassin for me at least um for the yankees in the postseason uh was a monster in two in 2003 i know they lost the world series but he, he hit 500 in the alcs um alcs against boston in 04 333 2005 alds against the angels 333 i know that they lost all those series but was a beast and played a long time played on a lot of teams um, but if I'm going to, to follow this list by how I'm calculating it, which I don't know if you want me to reveal, I'm picking Ruben Sierra. I think he's very underrated. His, his war doesn't represent who, what he really means to his team, in my opinion. No, yeah, you, you make a good point. And, and longevity plays a big part here. Uh, I mostly remember Ruben Sierra for his Yankees and, you know, early 2000 performance a lot of stints with the yankees one of those guys that just kept kept coming back he was there in 95 yeah. yeah he had uh, his moments came back in in the 2000s Love yeah ruben sierra i like i like ruben sierra but he didn't make my list mostly because of what you said you know underrated but was a quiet guy to me i just i didn't even feel like he was a presence half the time you know like unless he was hitting a home run which is cool which you thought he was there to do but just saying, man. He's not on my list. All right, man. Fuck you, too. Uh, number eight. Who do you got for number eight? Number eight for me, man, is Juan Gonzalez. Mm. Nice. Third on the list of all time for Puerto Rican-born players in home runs. One less than uh, Carlos Beltran. Let me just double-check that real quick. Yep. One less home run than Carlos Beltran in three last years. Feared hitter, Yankee killer. Uh, I think this guy was a beast. He did have that uh, accusation of taking steroids. So to me, that's why he's a little bit lower on the list for me. And what more can I say, man? Watch this guy highlight. Watch this guy's highlights and just watch him destroy some baseballs, man. This guy would hit 50 home runs in this new age juiced baseball era. And he had a bunch of seasons where he hit 40 home runs. Uh, let's see here. One, two, three, four, five. Five seasons of 40 home runs or more. Then he had a 35 home run season. Two MVPs with the Texas Rangers and other MVP finishes in other seasons and silver sluggers all over the place. That's number eight. I agree. I agree. He's my number eight too. Juan Gonzalez. Damn, here we um, go, man. 
the probably the only time we're ever gonna agree, man. Probably the only time we're ever gonna agree. Like I said, imitatable batting stance was a dynamic player for like ten seasons there. Um, too bad he he went to waste with the steroid accusations. You saw his numbers go down after that. Um, but still, one of the greats, one of the greats yep. of all time. Quiet, a quiet assassin too. Like you don't hear about this guy anymore. Um, all right, number seven. All right, man. This is where we get into a little bit of you're gonna you're gonna get a boner, and I'm gonna be like, hey, man, calm it down, throw some water on yourself. Let's go. Let's number go. seven for me. And originally he was gonna be my number ten, but numbers don't lie. Jorge Posada is number seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to confirm five championships with the New York Yankees. Um, so Posada was there in, ni- in 90. He wasn't. Girardi was the catcher in 96, but I think he was technically there. No, Posada was on the Yankees. Yeah. With, with, he was with the Yankees in 96. I wouldn't know if that would count as like his World Series. And but this is one of the things. And, and this another member that's on my list. One with the Yankees in that time span, too, ex- except for 2009. And they always leave them off of the whole core four shit. Um, this other member, the Yankees just lost, by the way. Um, mm. Turn on my TV. Turn it, let's turn that off right there. Don't need to watch that. Um, this, the person that they left off is, for me, is more of a member of the core four than Posada was. That's all I have to say. But yeah, yes. I'll, five championships. I know where you're going with this. So, just just to throw this out there, Yadier Molina is headed for the Hall of Fame. Can we agree? Yeah, for sure. Statistically, Jorge Posada is a better hitter in every category yeah. than Yadier Molina. Um, and I don't even think Jorge Posada was on a ballot, was he? Or he's no longer on a ballot. He would still be there. It's still within the 10-year range of his retirement. But I don't think there's any way Jorge Posada gets into the Hall of Fame. And this guy won... Let's count. Let's just say it's four championships since we don't want to count the 96 one. Uh, what separates him from Yadier Molina is the gold gloves, I would say, and the fact that Yadier Molina is the leader of the Cardinals. Jorge Posada was part of the core four, if you want to, if you want to say, call it that way. Um, Yadier Molina is known for calling the games and, you know, uh, steering his pitchers in the right direction. I don't think the Yankees were ever known for pitching, but Jorge Posada was known for hitting. I think he was a great hitter for a catcher. I'm pretty sure he's in a bunch of top 10 categories in, in catching, mm-hmm. uh, hitting statistics. I'm not going to go through all of them. I think I've said enough about Jorge Posada. That's my number. What was this? Number seven? Number six? Number seven. seven. Mine is, uh, is going to be a surprise to you, man. It's going to come out of straight out of left field, but I'm going Mike Lowell. Third baseman, Mike Lowell. Wow. Part of that 04 team that crushed my heart. Was he? No, he was part of the 03 team and the 07 Red Sox team. Yeah. Um, but Mike Lowell, again, one of those quiet guys who was deadly, man. I mean, I know he has a career 279 batting average, but he's, he made three All-Star games, four All-Star games, was in the MVP running in 2003 in a silver slugger. Um, he's hit... Let's see. He he has a hundred or more RBIs, ninety RBI seasons, all throughout the board. One of those guys that was just fundamentally like almost perfect on the field and a solid bat. So I, I go Mike Lowell as my number seven. Yeah. And by he the was, way, since you mentioned Posada, I'm just gonna get it out of the way. Posada is my number six too. 
Um, okay. And I just want to point out, I just saw on baseball reference, Posada has, he's not included in the 96 championship. So this kind of makes my case of the whole core, core four nonsense a yeah. little more because Bernie too has, I just gave it away. Bernie too has four championships with the Yankees. So they both have four. Bernie was there from the start. Posada came in a little bit later. I know he's homegrown and stuff, but stop excluding Bernie. I know core four rhymes, but can we fucking like include Bernie in there somehow? So, so I want to just quick correction. Mike Lowell was part of the 2003 Marlins, who Marlins. won the World Series against the Yankees. And then he was part of the 2007 right. Red Sox who won the World Series. So he's a dual World Series championship. By the champion. way, World Series MVP in 2007. Hmm. Um, 400 batting average, 500 on base, 800 slugging. They swept the Cardinals in 18 plate appearances. He had six hits, one home run, four RBIs. Um, beast. Guy's a beast. Yeah, you know what? I was thinking about putting him on my list, but he is not on my list. But you're a fraud. Um, <laughs> so, so I gave you my number six. Who's your number six? My number six is a guy you already mentioned. Yadi or Molina? Yadi. Uh, two World Series, I believe. So w- I one thing so. I wanted one thing I wanted to mention about Jorge Posada before the reason why he he's even on my list and he's not going to the Hall of Fame, but I think it says something when you're you play your whole career for one team mm-hmm. and that team has a bunch of success. They could have been gotten rid of. He was a great hitter though. So, but what I'm saying is is like. If you need proof to why a guy is good, just look at his career. Played more than a decade for the same team. That team just so happened to win a bunch of World Series. He was there at the center of it. So the same goes for Yadier Molina. This guy's played for a long as hell time. He's still the starting catcher of the St. Louis Cardinals. I know he has two World Series. Mm -hmm. I don't know about three. I know he has two. I always thought Pools had three with the Cardinals, and I think he he might, but Yadier Molina... To me, even though he's not better statistically a better hitter than Jorge Posada, I think he has like, what is it, nine gold gloves? Um let's see. He has nine, nine he has nine gold gloves, uh eight in a row. Four platinum gloves. Wow. He has eight gold gloves in a row from 2008 to 2015. Uh just as many all-star appearances couple of MVP nods there. So it's, it's weird, man. It almost makes you feel like Jorge Posada doesn't have this kind of uh, trophy uh, display, right? But mm-hmm. Yadier Molina does. We think Yadier Molina is headed to the Hall of Fame. To me, that's why he's ahead of guys like Jorge Posada and the other guys that I mentioned in the list. I, I, um, think, I think that you have to put his glove in the mix too you know yeah you have guys important. like uh you have guys like ozzy smith in the world in the God damn it, in the hall of fame because of his defense essentially yeah um another cardinal by the way you have to give yadi credit for that too and by the way while you were talking i just went in to fan graphs and sorted it by catcher all time molina 16th with hits 1987 um only 15 catchers have hit 2000 or more hits he'll he'll be the He'll be the 16th, and he'll climb up that list because I'm assuming he's going to play at least another season. Um, if he plays another season, you have to assume he'll he'll get another 100-plus hits. He'll probably end up ahead of Joe Maurer, who I, I also think is a Hall of Fame catcher. 
um, mm-hmm. and right behind Mike Piazza. So I think he's definitely in the Hall of Fame. No doubt about it. Yeah. And that's why he, although the next guy that I'm going to mention won't be in the Hall of Fame, I feel like I had to put Yadi up there at number six because he is headed for the Hall of Fame. And if there's anybody who is the a face of Puerto Rican players, it's Yadi and Molina. It's Let's just be Molina. honest. Like that guy's like, yeah. I'm trying to think of the comparison in for Dominican players today. I want to say Albert Pujols, clearly, mm-hmm. but he's a way better talent i think than yadier molina so it's almost like a given right yeah but to me yadier molina is just still like, like adrian beltre adrian beltre is a good one yeah like even a, though he's like also a, a better talent <laughs> yeah yeah Bel- beltre is uh, for for me a first ballot hall of famer so so is yadi but beltre was a uh, understated you know embodied his culture his culture the right way like i, I i'm not yeah. i'm not trying to throw guys under the bus but you had guys like manny ramirez who was kind of a joke Although I yeah. loved Manny. I'm not going to lie. Manny but too. Manny being Manny. You know what I mean? Like, not necessarily who you want to embody your culture. Not not trying to say that he's a bad guy or anything, blah, blah, blah. But Adrian Beltre put up the numbers, played elite defensively, and represented the Dominican Republic the way we want to be represented. And I, I yep. feel like Yadi Molina is, is very similar in that way. Um, and he is, they're he both, is they're the both leaders, too. Like, you know... So, yeah, um, yep. since, since I messed up the order, I'll go first. My number five is a guy who should be in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. Underrated. You don't hear about him anymore so much. Carlos Delgado is my number. Carlos five. Delgado. Nice, nice. And there's a bug in my room now, but I got his ass. You dead. You dead. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos Anything Delgado. You like? Yeah. Uh, leads all Puerto Rican players, as I mentioned before, in home runs. He has 473 career home runs. He leads all Puerto Rican players in OPS and slugging, I believe. So OPS 929, slugging 546. Has a career 383 on base percentage. This guy made two all-star teams, uh, three-time silver slugger. I don't think he ever won a World Series, but was one of those guys that, let me see, he hit 30 or more home runs. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten consecutive times. 11 for his career went 30 and 100 one two three four five six seven eight nine times in his career um led the league in ops in 2003 was runner-up in the mvp voting alex rodriguez won that season there you go there's your mention fun fact ct delgado's ops was higher than alex rodriguez that season um a-rod had more home runs probably why he, he won that award fraud um Delgado, man, I, I I wanted to make him number one in my my list, but I felt like the guy, the guys I had ahead of him are just are just slightly better. But you can make an argument for Delgado to be number one in my in my opinion. Yeah, man, and I agree with everything you said. My let me give you my number five. But yeah, Carlos Delgado, super consistent throughout his career, super deadly. Um, number five for me. Is Bernie Williams. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Burn, baby. Burn. So, like Manny mentioned, not only oh. was... <laughs> <laughs> so, like my... <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know, man. I just want to... I wanted to make it awkward for you. <laughs> so, uh, like Manny mentioned, Bernie Williams should be considered part of that core four over Jorge Posada. Mm-hmm. 
he's he's ranked higher on my list for that reason. I think he was more important to that Yankees, to that late Yankees dynasty than Jorge Posada to me. Um, and like I mentioned before, like this guy played his entire career playing center field for the Yankees. And I think that mm-hmm. says a lot because again, the Yankees could have had anybody playing center field for them. And it was Bernie Williams. I think what he had like 15 years in his 16 career with seasons with the Yankees, 16 seasons with the New York Yankees in which they, with him there, they won four championships. And this guy, I don't know if any more since then, but I know that at one point he was the all time RBI leader in the postseason. In the postseason. Yeah. He probably still is. I'm pretty sure he still is. I mean, how many I'm guys sure. have appeared that many times in the postseason? And I know it's like the whole argument that you can have, you know, well, he had to get to the postseason to have that record. Same thing with Jeter having the most hits in the postseason, whatever. But those guys were there, man, and they they came through. So to me, he's number five. Um, I don't know why I'm just going to mention this, but I could care less about his whole music thing. I think I <laughs> I always hear them sprinkle that in the Mike Francesa show when he goes to record at Bar A. But Bernie Williams, the player, number five on my list for the all-time Puerto Rican-born MLB players. My number four. Actually, before you give your number four, since you already mentioned it, Carlos Delgado is my number four. Mm, nice. And for the, all the reasons that you mentioned, all-time Puerto Rican leader in home runs, uh, super deadly, again, all that all that mumbo-jumbo. No need to spend too much time on it, but Carlos Delgado is my number four. Okay. And my number four is Bernie Williams. We swapped oh, okay. positions on Bernie Williams. For you guys who love batting average, Bernie Williams hit 300 or better. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight consecutive seasons. He was the batting champion in 1998, hit 339 uh, with a 422, 575 on base. Those are ridiculous. I mean, 422 on base, 575 slugging. Uh, ridiculous numbers. Um, one of the clutches hitters you'll see. Weird. The guy was, he was strange, but he like, just came up in the biggest moments. And I know that he won some controversial gold gloves in there. He was he was never the best center fielder, kind of like Derek Jeter won a lot of gold gloves at shortstop for the Yankees. Um, but he he did the job, and he manned the same position that Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle did, and he did it for 16 seasons, 16 consecutive seasons, and ended his career on a high note with a 281 batting average, hit 12 home runs, 61 RBIs. I love Bernie. He's my number four. Uh, number three for you. Top three, uh, man. Number three for me is second baseman Roberto Alomar. Damn. Damn. That's right. Uh, Roberto Alomar was a solid player. A lot of all-star selections. A lot of gold gloves. A lot of MVP nods. Mm-hmm. Had a long career as well. Uh, obviously not known for power. His highest career home run total was 24. But I got I to gotta think he has to be second or third in the all-time Puerto Rican hits list. He has 2,724 hits for his career. That would be fourth all-time behind Carlos Beltran, Roberto Clemente. Not in this order, sorry. <laughs> Clemente, Pudge, and Beltran. 
Yeah. Um, he's only behind Beltran by one hit. Yeah, and I think he had a uh, less games, probably. Mm, let me see. Beltran yep. twenty in over two hundred less games. Yeah. yeah, over two hundred less games. Uh, Roberto Alomar, obviously, I'm not gonna pretend like I watched his entire career, but he was still relevant when I started watching baseball. Um, he's a Hall of Famer, known for his defense, known for hitting, old school. Today's second basements like fucking Daniel Murphy suck at defense, but hit a bunch of home runs. Um, uh, he's not, he's not this breed of, you know, Robinson Cano who hits home runs and plays great defense. But mm-hmm. that's what we were given back in the '90s, guys. Guys like Roberto Alomar. That's my number three. And and did the he so he's my number two to jump ahead okay. a little bit, and then I'll tell you who my number three is in a minute. But he did the little things right. Sure, he didn't hit 40 home runs, but he got on base a ton. He has a 371 career on base, got on base at 400 or better, at a 400 or better clip. I see at least a handful of times here. Um, I have to, I should have also thrown in there, he's the all-time stolen base leader by far as a Puerto Rican player. Nice. Uh, 474. Two World Series with the Toronto Blue Jays. He's my number. He's my number two for me. My number three was the one and only Pudge Rodriguez. Um, is he not on your list? Nah, man. You, uh, I'm kidding. He's my number three. He's my number two. Oh. oh, okay, okay, okay. So he's he's. So my we number... swapped. Oh right, wait. He's my number three. Yeah, Alomar's my number two. We have a lot of swappages here. Hmm. Um, again, implications of steroids. Put that aside, MVP, 14-time All-Star, 2003 World Series, 13 Gold Glove Awards, seven Silver Sluggers, and he got the NLCS MVP for that against the Chicago Cubs, That the, the infamous, um, who was the kid that interfered with the foul ball? I don't remember him. It's Steve something? Steve something, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Pudge Rodriguez, right. man. Steve something. Yeah. That's perfect. So. I had Pudge Rodriguez as my number two, mostly because I feel like his his accolades are better than Roberto Alomar. Um, he could he could be considered the greatest catcher of all time, at least mm-hmm. in our era. Our era. Um, he was a better hitter than guys like Yadier Molina. Had a career three hundred and eleven home runs. That's a lot for a catcher. So I thought, and he had a, a super long career as well. So that's, you know, we pretty much, I think we all know where this is going, but that's my number two. Pudge. Worst, worst nickname of all time, by the way. Yeah, hey, Pudge. Hey, Pudgy. He's number three all-time uh, F war, Fangraphs war, uh, behind Gary Carter, who has a 69.4, and Johnny Bench, who has a 74.8. Yvonne Rodriguez has a 69.2. Um, ahead of Carlton Fisk and Yogi Berra and Mike Piazza and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, number one for me is Carlos Beltran. Same for me too, man. The guy He's just got... did everything yeah. right. Yeah, I um, uh, I gotta admit I was upset when he was caught in the middle of all this yeah. shit that went on the last year because I always like Carlos Beltran as a player. Although when I was a kid, I got to be honest with you, I don't know why they always used to pit Dominicans against Puerto Ricans. And it was like him, 
him and Carlos Delgado versus like Manny and Ortiz type of feud that was going on. But you got to call it what it is, man. Carlos Beltran, five-tool player, performed well in the postseason. Um, wish he had gotten his uh, World Series. Did he? He never got that, right? Um, Not with the Astros. Was, yeah, he was there in 2017. He was, was with he? them in 2017, yeah. That was with, oh, okay. So good for him. Well, th- that's, though- when, that's when they put, that's when they made him and Alex Cora the masterminds behind this whole thing. And I'm sorry. It's not a Puerto Rican thing. The whole thing that happened isn't, isn't because they're minorities. It's, so I'm not, I'm not going to go there. Um, but they pinned it on them because they weren't a part of the organization anymore when this all went down. Yeah. Beltran was hired by the Mets to be their manager. Alex Cora was over in Boston. So all of a sudden, it's the two guys who are no longer with us are the ones who were the masterminds behind all the sign-stealing bullshit. I disagree with it. Beltran has always been a, a dynamic hitter, home run hitter, ab- hits for average, hits for contact, does everything the right way. And as he got older, he became a, a very influential figure inside of clubhouses for the Yankees, for the Astros, for the Cardinals late in his life. And one thing that always stands out to me is his postseason production i remember yeah. i think it was with houston early on he just kept hitting home runs i think it was like in the, in the early 2000s he was just a beast i have it right here uh in the nlds and the nlcs in 2004 with the cardinals he hit eight home runs total um and i think that was a record or something the guy was I mean, a monster like, it's like a and 60 65 games postseason batting uh 1021 ops Incredible. A 307 uh, batting average, 412 on base, 609 slugging. The guy was just one of the most – one of those guys that you just rooted for anytime you saw him. Yeah, he's um, third. He's second all-time home runs, Puerto Rican-born players, third all-time in hit, has 300 stolen bases, um, 2,700 and change, some change hits. And real quick – I'm going to plug a stat that I'm trying to work. I'm calling it net runs right now. And it's I'm calculating how many runs a player is responsible for, be it by the home run, be it by an RBI, all that stuff. RBI is, is uh, repetitive, so I'm subtracting home runs from it, runs scored, runs produced, all that stuff. I'm calling it net runs. How many runs this one player has crossed the plate himself um, for and driven a player to score a run for via the home run or whatever? Anyway talking a lot he's responsible for 27 uh 2734 net runs the next player is roberto clemente 2481 mm-hmm. and he played a, about 150 games more but still that's that's a a 300 run advantage basically that that shows you that he was dynamic he he uh he did it it wasn't just a home run. It was a, it was a single, a slap single that to the other side that drove the runner in. It was a sack fly. It was this guy did everything the right way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bring him and back, think, guys. Forgive him. Honestly, yeah, man. Carlos Beltran was a beast. Hall of Famer in my eyes. I don't know about you. Oh yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. And this is that's pretty much our Roberto Clemente right there, man. I mean, if you want to look at like he's you you could argue that he was a little better. Then Roberto Clemente in terms of like all around game. Yeah. Uh, and he is second all time Puerto Rican born players in war, if you care about that sort of stuff. So nine all star game appearances. Beast all around. I'm glad that we both agree that he's the number one 
Is this the on only this one list. we agreed with? No, I think we also agreed with. Uh, we swapped a, a few players. No, we agreed. We agreed on someone else. I remember. I'll tell you who it was right now. We agreed on Juan Gonzalez. Juan Gonzalez. Number eight. Good list, man. A lot of great Puerto Rican players. I kind of want to do this for Dominicans next time, man. Yeah. And by the way, you you made a good point. When when we when I found out about the Puerto Rican players wearing number 21 for Roberto Clemente Day tomorrow or today, 9-9, nine, nine, um, you said that he is kind of like he's like our Babe Ruth. And why shouldn't all all players, just like Jackie Robinson, should wear number 21 to honor this guy? especially all Latino players, not just Puerto Rican players. And I agree 100%. Um, yeah, like, why, why make this exclusive? I get it. I mean, the, for people who are not aware, but for, like, Hispanics, like us being Dominicans, when Dominicans do something, it means more for us. Obviously, I get that. Like, it's culture for everybody. Same thing goes for Puerto Ricans, Cubans, and everything. Like, we're proud to we, – we hold these guys up to a higher standard. We're proud to see these guys perform. Like, they're our champions, right? But – I feel like Roberto Clemente transcended all that. Um, God knows how many Pirates fans there are because of this guy, right? So I'd almost feel like, I mean, the guy died. Didn't he die delivering food to people Something in Puerto like Rico? It was some crazy plane crash shit that he went through. Uh, I think that this guy should be treated the same way we treat Jackie Robinson. Not that we should retire his number... I believe it was number 27 all across baseball. Clemente 21. 21, okay. Uh, not that we should retire his number all across baseball, but like for something like let's wear his number on Roberto Clemente. I mean, there's a reward that goes out to one player on each team uh, every year. You don't think it makes sense to open this up to the entirety of mm -hmm. MLB baseball? And that's the thing. It's a choice if you want to wear this number. It's not like everybody wears... It's not like the case where everybody wears the number 42 on Jackie Robinson Day, which is the best, which is a good thing, by the way. I'm, I'm happy mm. that's the way it is. But if it's a choice, man, let it, let it be everybody's choice to wear Roberto Clemente's number. Yeah, I'm with you. I agree with that 100%. Um, I was trying to think of who, who is uh, who's our Roberto Clemente. And the first person that comes to mind is Juan Marichal for some reason. Um, just because of the time period that he play, played in. I think they played in similar... Um, eras and he was for me a name that him and, and one of the Alus like Felipe Alou or one of those guys yeah um, just he's just a name that I remember hearing growing up and and Dominicans were so proud of, of having a guy like him in the league and he was so dominant um, yeah no yeah, so, yeah. In, in terms of time I agree in terms of what his what the reward that's named after him stands for. I almost have to feel like Albert Pujols is like our, our Roberto Clemente almost like. How about Pedro? Well, I'm just saying like that Roberto Clemente reward goes out to people who give back to the community. Mm -hmm. And to me, I think Albert Pujols, from what I've seen, man, I only follow his Instagram account, but it seems like he does the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys like him and Nelson Cruz, but just the fact that Albert Pujols is the higher tier of talent than uh arguably than the greatest of all time yeah probably is I, I you know but whatever man roberto clemente is our roberto clemente i don't want to i don't want to draw the line anymore between <laughs> dominicans and puerto ricans man i i was brought up to believe that we had this like long-lasting feud which it's it's true it's on bullshit, some level man. i i haven't had growing up I, 
never had an issue with anybody of Puerto Rican descent. I feel like if you if you bring that to the table, the division, you're gonna get division back. I feel like that's how it is. And I'm just that, brought up to always treat everybody the same way. So yeah, not not that there was like a division, a com- a competition, like a, yeah, like a competitive, like mm-hmm. our our country versus your country. Same thing, like throw Cuba into there, throw Mexicans into there. I guess like we have that Caribbean series going on yeah, all yeah. every year, you know. So that's what I'm talking about. But I think Roberto Clemente is our Roberto Clemente. I like that. Perfect yeah. way to finish it. Um, that's it. That's all we got. Follow Luis at Hova Mojo on Twitter. Follow me at MannyGo3. Follow the show at WT the show and go to the website WTTSpod.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. Peace. Peace.